Thanks for joining us for the Hospitality Hangout, a hospitality-focused podcast where the founders of Branded Strategic share their insights and bring technology and innovation leaders that are making things happen in the industry we love. My name is Jimmy Frischling, otherwise known as the Finance Guy. I'd like to introduce my partner, Mr. Michael Schatzberg, otherwise known as the Restaurant Guy. Thanks for the kind introduction, Jimmy, and to all those listening, feel free to call me Shatsy. Together, we're the personalities behind Branded Strategic Hospitality. We work at the intersection of hospitality, food service, technology, innovation, and capital. Jimmy, it is very exciting to be here. Back at Food on Demand, Las Vegas at the Mirage, this is a special edition of The Hangout. We are live. We're at FOD. We're at the Mirage. We're in Vegas. I got to tell you, what makes this episode particularly unique, particularly special, this is our first, and it will not be our last, all-female lineup. We have an all-female lineup today, and wow, is this a good one. It is exciting. It's always great to be back on the strip. Jimmy, I feel like we've lived in Vegas this past year. Funny, that's what my wife and daughter say. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we are here all the time. Anyway, I got to tell you, we got a great show. We got a lot of great guests, and we are live. Did I mention this, Jimmy? We are live from Food on Demand I drop in Las Vegas. Vegas. I drop an Easter egg. Boom. Boom. I mean, I got to tell you, we had a great show. Uh, Mealy, you want to you kick it off with our first guest? Let's kick it off. We got Laura Michaels here. Big deal. Big deal, Jimbo. Big. Big deal. Editor-in-chief of Franchise Times. They are the group responsible for putting on food on demand, and that's just a little bit of what they do. They do a lot. Maybe we should just talk to Laura. Let's, let's find out what she wants to talk to Laura about. It. Let's bring her in. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. Well, hello. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me. What's it like to be back in Las Vegas? Laura Michaels, editor-in-chief of Franchise Times. I love Vegas, and so I like to come here on vacation, but it's weird because I'm not a gambler. I just enjoy the, uh, the pool. Love the shows. Scene. Yeah, just love, love the, the weather. I gotta um, tell you, it's beautiful. It's the good weather, the shows, the podcasts, podcasts. Food. It's the great. Demand. Food on demand. See what I did there? I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Look, you guys do a lot over there. You do a lot. Let's dive into it a little bit. Um, first, great to be back in Vegas. Tell us a little about Franchise Times. So Franchise Times is the only independent uh, publication out there covering franchising, which means we're not attached to an association. We're not attached to a, another um, trade group. And so we cover all of franchising. You know, restaurants, of course, are a really big part of that. They make up about 70% of franchises in the U.S. But then we also cover everything from fitness to wellness. So you're not just um, doing restaurants. You're exactly. all across the try it all. Like I Jiffy tried. Lube. Is Jiffy Lube uh, in there? It is. Yes, it is. Is that a sponsor? Is that breaking news? Is that, <laughs> that was not breaking news. <laughs> can we get them as a sponsor of the podcast? We got to get them as a sponsor of the podcast. And, and let me just say, we love another show, RFDC. Indeed. Yeah. Restaurant. Finance, finance and development. development. That's a yep. big one. We love that show. That's your show too, and right? Ours as well. So we have another publication called the Restaurant Finance Monitor that uh, you know is kind of the publication behind that show, along with Franchise Times, and then of course Food on Demand. Uh, we started digital only in 2016. Wow! And as you can tell, um, it has grown quite a bit. We've added the conference. This is the fifth annual Food on Demand conference. Yeah, I think I went so, to a Food on Demand. Did you do Chicago one time? We did do Chicago. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about four people there. I think there were more than four. I counted. Uh, well, I mean, well, the point I'm trying to make is they've grown a lot. They've grown a lot. Now yeah, a, I don't, I don't know how many here now, but now it's, it's a, a lot. Must, a must attend event. It is a must attend. The off premise only channel. Yeah. So let's dive into it. So you you were a moderator uh, on a bunch of panels this week. You're a big deal here. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. Uh, this morning, 
uh, was including operations and strategy. Big questions for big brands. Later today, mastering hybrid and native delivery. Can't even say that. Can you share just a couple takeaways uh, on what you're what you've talked about on the panels, what you're going to be talking about? What's what, talk to me a little bit about these discussions? Sure. So the the panel this morning um, it was franchisors, uh, so Focus Brands, Red Robin, and Dime Brands, which of course owns Applebee's and IHOP. Um, there are folks on that the panel. Really cool? That was a big. I mean, that's big guys. Yes. Yeah. They represent a lot yeah. of restaurants. Thousands and thousands of restaurants, thousands of franchisees across those different brands. And the big thing that came out of that conversation this morning was their approach to improving accessibility for customers, whether that means accessibility through delivery, through adjustments to their physical store footprints with pickup windows, um, you know, doing cool things with geofencing so that they can better anticipate customer arrival and make that experience better. Um, it all came down to those interactions with the customer. And then, of course, how do those operational uh, components fit in in between and making sure it's things that restaurant operators can execute in there. A lot of changes, a lot of changes and, and, and happening fast. I mean, I gotta tell you, I was just in Austin, Texas and there was a strip where there, like every brand you've ever heard of was on this one strip and they all had drive through, not one lane. Like when we were younger, I mean, you'd see the drive to be so excited. Three lane drive throughs, three lane drive throughs, and they're all like all of them, all of them, with people outside with traffic control, people unbelievable. So there's a lot going on in in restaurants right now, and in the omni channel off brand, like you said, they're changing their footprint. Do I need seats inside? Maybe I shouldn't have seats inside. I should have more drive through. Maybe a pickup window. A lot going on for sure. Yes. There are an entirely different set of considerations um, for what sort of interactions consumers want to have with their restaurants right now. Well, there's more than just that. I mean, I walked around the showroom, the marketplace uh, yesterday, where all the everyone's showing. I mean, there's a lot of really cool companies in there. Anybody sticking out? Anybody stand out right now in your mind that someone's buzzing about anything? What which well, which direction? What company? Can yeah. you say anything? What, yeah, what, what I just came, and this is top of mind because I just came from a session where uh, they were a panelist, a company called Presto, which is very heavy into the AI components, yes. mm -hmm. and so they're doing everything from you know video monitoring of those drive-throughs to then anticipate what is the volume going to look like, how do they need to staff for it, do they need to deploy other people to pull some of those cars out of the drive-through lane and take their orders separately? Um, they're doing some really cool things with the AI technology and just trying to anticipate all of those different uh, components that will help uh, the operators you know, deliver better. Good folks at Presto. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Yep. Good folks. Yep. Listen, um, what is new at Food on Demand um, and Franchise Times? I mean, you guys are going a mile a minute. Um, you're keeping up with a fast-paced industry that is literally being transformed in real time. And you can share with us new at Food on Demand, new at Franchise mm -hmm. Times. Sure. Well, Food on Demand, you know, we were just here in November um, as a piggyback conference to RFDC, which we mentioned earlier. And so, so much has already changed in those six months. That was um, fun, by the way. It was. I was in Vegas with Jimmy. We were here for, I think, four week. nights. For the week. Yeah. For I got to tell you, that was a great week. RFDC, it was a great week. But four Man. nights in Vegas, I think it's equivalent to a month. And ask our events team, they never want to do that again. Back-to-back <laughs> -back conferences. It was a lot. It, it was a lot. But, you know, that space is moving so quickly, so there's always new coverage um, areas there. You know, the food on demand team, I'm not as much on. Um, a lot of there is, you know, there is that crossover with the franchise restaurants. Mm -hmm. 
who are increasingly having to pay attention to all of those off-premises channels and figure out, okay, yes, these orders are incremental, but now how can we make them more profit profitable for operators and how can we drive that sales volume? So we're paying a lot more attention on the franchise time side to that space, of course, and what that means for our franchisee audience, um, what, what they can learn from other effective you know, strategies that are out there, getting them to come to our conferences, being back in person, of course, is a, a very big deal. Um, I mean, I don't know. We were the restaurants last night. Let me tell you, it looked like everyone was ready to go. It was back in person. Oh, everyone's back. And when we checked into the hotel, I mean, the line was circled around the block to check in. So it seems like everyone, the word's out, come to Vegas. Vegas is open, baby. Yes, yes, open business. If there was one thing you wanted uh, our listeners to know uh, about how they can work with you and your publications, uh, what would it be? So I'm always looking for story ideas. That's number one, what I tell people when they say, how can we help you? You know, I'm looking for the interesting operators out there, you know, restaurants. Of I got a great podcast to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to know, we want to be, you know, as in touch as possible with what's going on at that unit level, um, you know, at the multi-unit franchisee level, at the franchisor level. And so if there are folks that are listening that think they have an interesting story to tell about what's happening in their operation, we want to know about it. That is great. I love it. And um, I got to tell you, I have a few ideas. I got to tell you what hits you I up. know. What do, what, how do we get in touch with you? What is it? Is it with FranchiseTimes.com? Yep. What do we franchise and go to FranchiseTimes.com and we'll navigate and we'll find out the contact and send your, send your great stories in. Uh, any interesting stories that you have, not even to be food-related or franchise-related. Uh, Lord really just looking for anything it's fun. fun. Uh, yeah, it could just be, you know, fun, fun family stories, funny thoughts, funny vacations, anything. I think we stick with the franchise. I think that's probably be helpful tomorrow. Well, I can tell you about a recent reporting trip I took down to Austin, Texas, um, to visit a franchise called Restore Hyper Wellness, where they are into everything from cryotherapy to IV drips to red light therapy. So I did cryotherapy the first for the first time. It was really interesting. Is that what they stick you yeah. in? Is that nice Where you're or in something? this huge chamber. It's negative 160 degrees. You know, you're shivering in there. Are you wearing a minutes. coat? Or you have a coat on? They give you, you know, a hat, gloves, mittens, um, slippers, and then you can either choose to, you know, keep your robe as tightly around you as I did because it was. What is this supposed to do? What does this do for you? It uh, the benefits are supposed to be to reduce inflammation, increase energy levels. You know, just kind of ultimately help. I don't like to be cold. Were you freezing? Yes. Well, that's the point. I the, uh, the skin temperature, um, my skin temperature was 45 degrees when I got out, oh. which was, was very cold. But yeah, I'm yeah. from Minnesota. Um, so so for you, you were just like, oh, I feel like I'm at home. I feel like I'm at home. Yeah, just stepping aside. But yeah, that was a, a really fun reporting trip and a chance. To so there you go. Out. See, it does. It's not, it likes it. It could be anything. It could mm -hmm. be anything. All right. Well, anything. All right. Listen, it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment where we ask our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. So being that we're on food on demand today, we want to know when we come back here to FOD two years from now, what do you think are going to be the hot topics? What will have changed or evolved? Mm -hmm. No, we're not coming back to the Mirage. Is that breaking news? I don't think no, so. I think Hard Rock knows. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Hard Rock knows. <laughs> breaking news. Well, I think, you know, that the AI that I talked about earlier, that's going to continue to push and become even more prevalent beyond, you know, the test cases that they're doing now. So I think that automation piece, we're going to see that at every level in restaurant operations from the customer facing side to how things are executed in the kitchen. And as those technologies become more approachable, the investment levels drop, you know, the adoption grows. Yep. I think that is going to be very much a key to just how all of these different channels are, are executed going forward. Um, so 
the restaurants out there need to be prepared to invest in those technologies. Because yep, I think to your point, yep, I think it's uh, right on, spot on, I think, spot on. Spot on. Should we do, oh, you see what I did there? Yeah, what you did there. Oh, a yeah. little spot on. Are you revel in that? I can revel in that. Yeah, we're going to go to Hawaii? Aloha. Aloha. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, it would never, it wouldn't be a pocket. You can talk about Crystal Ball moment all you want, Jimmy. We know the quick fire is the best segment. I'm going to ask five lightning round questions, and we're going to do branded quickfire Las Vegas edition. The most exciting edition we do. Are you ready for the five lightning round questions? Don't think too hard. I'm ready. Okay. All right, here go. we go. Favorite Vegas-themed movie? Um, casino. Is that even a Vegas-themed movie? Absolutely. Yeah. Great choice, too. <laughs> Favorite casino game? Oh, gosh. I love, it's called Little Shop of Horrors. Um, it's a slot machine one, and then the plant fills up, and then it bursts open, and you get all sorts of free games. Slots, Rocky Horror Picture. I like it. i got to find that. Like Where is that? i got to go find circus, that. Circus, circus. <laughs> Favorite Vegas restaurant? And there's oh, a lot. Um, Momofuku. Ooh, nice. I think we're having dinner there tonight. Love it. Excellent. Hypothetically speaking, if you were to get married or renew your vows at a Vegas chapel, who would you choose as your celebrity officiant or a minister or whatever you want to say, officiator. Well, I've been Schitt's Creek nonstop. Can I say that? Um, yes, no, you can. You can, you can drop F-bombs if you okay, want. perfect. So Moira Rose. Nice. Oh, yeah. I can tell you. She could officiate uh, my power. That's an awesome, awesome answer. All right, let's talk craps. We're in Vegas. Let's talk craps. I'm not sure there is any other game that draws a bigger crowd at the casino at a table than craps. If you were to choose either Jimmy Rye to be your good luck charm partner at the craps table, who are you picking? I'm getting a really good vibe from Jimmy. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving bad vibes? That's the way what I am. I giving? I'm giving negative energy? Just because I didn't like the, cri- the cryovac thing? You put me in a chamber of ice? By the way, by the way, the fact that you're yelling at my friend Laura, I think she chose correctly. I think, I think she chose correctly. I just want to just say it. I'm going to the crap state. I'm so upset. Just say it, Chance. All right, all right. Jimmy, you win again, as usual. Listen, this was actually, Laura, I know you're, you're running around, you're busy. we got a great show. I've never, I mean, really, this is the biggest, this is the biggest one you've had. It is. Am I right? This is the biggest one you've had. I think it's super exciting. Thanks for stopping by. I know you have a lot to do, and we will see you around. Thank you so much for coming by. This is awesome. This Laura, was a lot of fun. We, we Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of the show. You guys too. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Yeah. Jimmy, that was awesome. Great guest. Great guest. Love you're doing a food on demand of franchise time. Set a very high bar. I got to tell you, no, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's awesome. But I got to tell you, we got another great guest. We have him lined up out the hall today, Jimmy. We got another great guest. Alyssa Abraham is with us from a little known company called Cargill. Cargill. I don't know if I can say this on the air or not. I know this is public or private information. About $150 billion uh, privately held company. I'm putting my pinky up to my lips. So I mean, $150 so billion dollar privately held company. Digital innovation at Cargill. Yeah. Right. So really excited yes. to jump into it uh, and, and talk to Alyssa about it. Raise our game. we got to raise the game, Chancey. we got a big one. All right. So take it away, Jim. But let's just jump into it. All right. Listen, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the podcast live at Food on Demand. You've been, you've been, uh, we're dating so into the event. You've been walking the floor. What's the buzz uh, out on the show at the Expo Hall. Is there, is there any new tech yeah. or restaurant concepts you're excited about? 
So I think the first thing is it's awesome to be here. The energy from everyone that's coming in from across the food ecosystem is great. So that makes me really proud to be part Wait, of this. Is this your first time in Vegas or first time in Food okay. on Demand or both? First time at Food on Demand. Okay. Second time in Vegas. So I feel like I'm still in New York. When were you in Vegas last? Like eight years ago. Okay. So it's a whole new Has it changed a little bit? A little bit. It's still similar, but I don't know. <laughs> Long time listener, first time guest. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's Vegas is buzzing right it now. It is. Yeah. So that's just what's awesome to see. It's coming from Cargo being a supplier, but we have the startups, we have customers, um, everyone across the whole ecosystem coming together. I think it's just awesome to see the energy for that. And then from the floor, what's been fun for me to see is interacting with the different startups that are, I'm hearing more about the problems they're solving versus tech forward, which again, excites me from an operator mindset from there. Um, and the first one that I thought was really cool was Flyby. So that one was talking about- Are they sponsored, Jimmy? They, we're we're going to hit them up to be a sponsor. Yeah, yeah we got a great shout out. They're great. So I, just, I had fun talking to them because they're, they're geolocation based. But I think for me, I used to work in restaurants growing up. Wait, where did you work? I worked at Applebee's. So. Bro, <laughs> I, we were, I think we were dime brands last night. Yeah, I, I was. Night, yeah. It's full circle. Date night. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, <laughs> great. Right. So we yeah, look at that. Yeah. You see, so you know, you know. The business. Yes. So it's fun to see and interacting with search and hearing again from like being from that mindset and figuring out how are they solving the problems, thinking about the employee first, the guest first and bringing in technology. Um, so that was interesting. And then another one that just kind of threw me off in a good way was Ally. So for them, they don't have any ordering fees, which was really interesting to see from there. No so, fees. No well, they, they make money. They make money. Volume. It must be volume. Yeah, yeah. We did 10 billion orders. We made money. How? Volume. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens there and see uh, what happens next for them. So yeah, it's been fun. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just want to ask um, one more. So thank you. For, and thank you for that. And by the way, Flyby and Ally will be calling you. Yeah. yeah. You got to get some sponsors. No idea. Because Chico's is getting. Well, yeah. Chico's, Chico's mailbox yeah, can't yeah. be sponsoring us forever. $10 a show. It's just not enough. There have been many, many excellent panels going on at this show so far. Yeah. Uh, can you share with our guests and listeners at home any key takeaways from panels yeah. you may have taken or things you've heard yeah. about at the show so far? So I think the two ones that are good for me is it's it's always great getting hearing from operators. So yesterday hearing from Chipotle, this morning hearing from the big brands. And I think we all know that we've been through so much change and there's so much been happening in digital. But what I'm hearing more about is focus and problem first. Um, so, so it's good. It's hearing them really refreshing and thinking of, Hey, we're not just going to push technology to push technology. Let's again, figure out what we're doing to make the guest experience better, make the employee experience better and drive that forward. Um, so that's been fun to hear. That is great to hear. Cause I gotta tell you as operators ourselves, that's a, that's what we want. That's what we should be focusing on. Don't just uh, throw something in there. Have something there. Let's, yeah. let's, let's solve problems now. I gotta tell you, Chef, right. when it comes to problems, you, you got a lot of them. I do a lot of problems. I got to walk the floor because I need some solving of my problems. That's for sure. Listen, over at Cargo, you guys launched a digital studio. I mean, you do a lot of Cargo. Can I just yeah. backtrack a little bit? You do a lot of Cargo. Can you just give, I, I mean, a little overview for our listeners that aren't familiar with this little yeah. company? Yeah. I mean, what do you guys do over there? Yeah, so... Uh, We're going to get into the digital studio, but I want to know the, the really yeah, core yeah. business of Cargill. How long a show do you think we have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's keep it going. 30,000 feet core business of Cargill. Yeah, so we're a food and egg company. Um, we've been around for 155 years. We're across 70 different countries and really are nourishing the world. Um, so for us, it's now thinking about what's next. Like, how do we become more than a supplier for our customers? 
And that's exactly, by the way, on that intro, I got one word. Can you think of what I'm going to say after that intro? Boom. 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 (laughs) There's like, I remember listening to this, there's like five or something, like you have like five core businesses. Correct. Yeah. So there's food, a lot of people here may be familiar with the food ingredients business, the protein business. Um, I actually worked in the oils business for a while. So thinking of literally creating oil, making French fries that are great from there. Um, down to the protein side as well. So we may work through some of the suppliers that work with our independent restaurants, um, but truly end-to-end supply chain across food and egg globally. So. They do a lot over there. All right, now now that we understand Cargill's core business, mm-hmm. Wicked Smart Kids, that way, yeah, no, now let's jump into some of the really cool and innovative things that we're excited about over Cargill, launching digital the digital studio Tell us about the studio, what it is, why you guys started it, what progress you've made. Just give our listeners a little bit. I mean, you got this company that's selling oil and sugar and all these other things and and all the ingredients that we we, and and all of a sudden now you're into tech and and, and innovation. Talk to us about it. Yeah. So it's truly being more than a food supplier. We we're working from end to end in the supply chain. So we have the opportunity to see these problems firsthand and then thinking about again, what's next? Let's let's really work with our customers from the problem first, from the mindset that they are going through, and then thinking holistically with digital solutions. So what we did is, um, and I'm really proud of the work that we've done over the last two years, is we created this digital business studio, started with a few of us, and really are working to solve those problems across the food and egg tech industry. So now uh, we're up to seven businesses in our portfolio. Um, Congratulations. Yes. The Mickey Mantle. Yeah, number seven. Number seven. Oh, name yeah, my, my next kid, seven. Seven. I love it. <laughs> How about mug? How about mug? Or soda. Or soda? Soda. Sorry, Seinfeld references. You're making a butt. No, listen, I know Cargill, uh, you partner with restaurants and retail mm-hmm. brands. Uh, to create a lot of innovative products. Yep. Uh, can you share some of the products that you're most excited about right now? Yeah. So one that really truly excites me and the rest of the team too is Checked. It's a food locker business. Checked? Yes. Is that breaking news? Checked. I mean, it could be. Breaking <laughs> news. Checked. Who knew what we were going to get? Food oh business. my goodness. I love that. Listen to Checked. Everybody. <laughs> Checked digital lockers. Yes. So that one's been really fun. We worked out. We recently launched it actually out with Airmark and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Playoffs right now too. Oh wow. Must be, yeah. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah. Big fans. Let's uh, go. Those fun is these are working in across the ecosystem. So we work across these suppliers, bringing this to life and working to make the fan experience ultimately better. Um, so, so when I so when I order like my 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 hot dog and my my popcorn and my cracked and all that stuff, I got to go wait on what this is. Yeah. Not, no way in line. Don't miss the play. Don't so miss the play. Know. Good tagline. Yeah, check I like that. I, I love it. I love it. So we'll check out Checked. Yep. And then what's next in the pipeline? What else you got? Yeah, so I think what's cool is we're starting to see the integrations from and By the way, our... no one listens to this, so you don't have to worry <laughs> that, uh, you know, so if you say something that you think we weren't supposed to say, no one's going to hear it anyway. Yeah, there you go. Stay <laughs> just, just us. Yeah, so this is you were in the uh, the code, the cone of silence? Yeah, the uh, code of silence. Cone of silence. Circle. Cone, cone, yeah, circle. Cone, yeah, circle. Yeah, circle. Something like that. Oh, I love it. Circle of trust. Circle of trust. That's what we are. I love it. We'll keep the circle of trust. Yeah. Now, seriously, what's in the pipeline? What else you got that's exciting? Yeah, so we, uh, we're seeing the integrations between them. So we saw Chacked Hot Take, which is a food-focused research platform. I, ch- um, I, I, I checked out Hot Take. 
I like hot great. take. We're, yeah, we, we're digging hot take. Yeah, hot take's really fun. So yeah, it was now, cool stuff. So now we're seeing like natural synergies between them, which is great. And then I think, um, I know we've talked about this before when you were in Minnesota, is now we're starting to see more between back of house. I wasn't well. just in Minnesota. Where was I? You were in the Hamptons. The Hamptons of Minnesota, baby. <laughs> oh, as soon as I pulled in, like we had lunch, as soon as I pulled in, I'll go to the Hamptons of Minnesota. Oh my God, I can relate Except to this. Except it was in like March, April. So I still, I, I saw and... the lake. I got it. But uh, yes, yes, that was just fancy. Yeah, no, I was, I would, they know, they know, oh, yeah. I can't believe it, I'll be there in July with my bathing suit on. I love guys. it, I'll see you then. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I think we're seeing more between not just front of house and the flashy objects, but really again, end to end into the back of the house and supply chain. So um, yeah, that's what I'm excited about, seeing more of what we can do across the whole system. I love it, I love all of it. Listen, it wouldn't be a podcast uh, without a crystal ball moment where we yeah. ask our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. Being there at Food on Demand today, we want to know yeah. when we come back to, to the conference two years from now, what are you think are going to be the hot topics? What will have changed or evolved? Yep. So um, two different areas. So one, this came up on your guys' panel yesterday, actually, was we were talking about investing for the future of food. And really noticing the last two years, there's been so many people coming into the space. So what I'm curious to learn about and see what's going to happen is how do we make it better for the operator and help with integrations and help make more platforms, making it more synergies. So um, that is one area where I'm curious to see how all these players are going to interact with each other in the future. And the second one, which is something that I'm more proud of to hear more about, is the problem-first mindset. And then what we were just talking about, where it's not just front-of-house operations, we're also thinking about the employee in the back of the house, the whole end-to-end experience and making it better for everyone involved. I love it. I got to tell you. I like this problem first. I think this is good. This, it's our, this is part of like our, our thesis. I like I love this. it. Operator-centric. Yeah. yeah. FCC violation coming. Do I pick the best guest or what? I think you I think, <laughs> if I pick the best guest. If your name was producer Julie Zucker, you do. Yeah, well, I still, I, I give some input. I give input in there. Anyway, well, thanks for having me. Anyway, we're, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're not going to have to put anything up until we get to the brand new quick on Las Vegas edition. I'm going to ask five lightning round questions. Don't think too hard. Let me know what first thing comes to your mind. Are you ready? Let's do it. Vegas, favorite themed movie? Favorite themed movie. Um, any of the Oceans movies. Nice. That is good. That's good. Favorite casino game? Okay, like slots. Let's keep it simple. Keep it easy. Get it those is. It drinks. is. It is. You don't have to think too much. <laughs> slots. You know, three drinks and you just hang out. I mean, you're pulling. You're just pushing buttons now. Yeah. It is easy. <laughs> favorite Vegas restaurant? Um, hey, where we were at last night was Beauty and Essex. Essex. Shout out to Beauty and Essex. I Best loved it. His steak is sponsored by Beauty and Essex and the Tomahawk Steak. And the Tell them Shatsy sent you. And the, and the town restaurant group. It was a great steak, by the way. So, uh, yeah. Hypothetically speaking, if you were to yes. get married or renew your vows at a Vegas chapel, who would you choose as your celebrity official officiator Fishing minister officiator minister person who okay. does that i feel like i'm also getting married this summer so this is a good question okay so I, maybe we can make this happen Vegas, but <laughs> maybe we can make this happen um i feel like you know you're just gonna get the classic like fake elvis vibes okay let's talk craps you know we talk slots great game yeah but craps is where the action is craps is we're gonna have we're gonna have the craps table tonight by the way oh, let's it. talk craps i'm not not sure if there's any other game. There's no other game like craps. I mean, that is the most exciting game. No one knows how to play, but there's always a lot of excitement around the craps table, right? If you were to choose Jimmy or I, 
as your good luck charm slash partner at the craps table. Who are you picking? Oh my gosh, can we do like a 50-50 split? Can we have people tap in, tap out? Is that we, possible? We, there's no wrong answer. No wrong answer, <laughs> except Everyone if you don't pick me, there's going to be, I got to tell you. You should know, Chef, you just said, no one knows the rules of the game. Uh, he, he doesn't know the rules of the game. Okay, but okay so Jimmy. Hey, <laughs> It's done. Everyone's just throwing like the guy with the stick is just he's just putting moving money around. Nobody knows. You keep talking, she chose me. <laughs> well listen, I gotta tell you, this was terrific. Uh it's it's exciting to, that you're here, your first food on demand gives an idea of how exciting this industry has found. And not that it hasn't been an exciting industry, but the last couple of years have really been just right. Super exciting that you guys are getting into tech and innovation. Uh, you know, this this 150-year-old, $150 billion company that's in all food is really a test to what's happening. We're super excited. You were a great guest. Thank you Thank for taking you. time. Uh, there's probably panels you're missing, and I apologize for that. I know. It's always great to chat with you, too. So Thank you so much. Me. Yeah, this is awesome. Thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you. We'll see you later. Bye. Wow, Jimmy, I gotta tell you, another great guest. We are loving it here. We are live at Food on Demand Las Vegas edition. Mirage. We're at the Mirage. From what I understand, it won't be here uh, much longer. Uh, the Hard Rock's uh, gonna turn into a giant guitar. But I gotta tell you, we had a great lineup. We've already had two incredible guests. Here we are with our next guest, April Rogers, is here. I gotta tell you, director of off premise and guest relations. At Ruby Tuesdays. Ruby Tuesdays is here with us, Jimmy. We're getting great guests. Big, we're getting big. I don't know how we're getting such great guests. Well, let's just, let's introduce April Rogers. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello. As an operator, what tech and food on demand innovations are you most excited about right now? Um, for me, it's the virtual brands. I love the uh, the impact they're having on restaurants, especially restaurants with some additional kitchen capacity. Um, and just the fact that everybody's kind of going out and doing some different things and really thinking outside the box. It's very new, very fresh. I agree. I mean, that is, that is big buzz. Big buzz. You see, April said can excess kitchen capacity. I That's love key. that. That's, That's how key. we like it, too. Excess capacity. Of all the, uh, listen, there's a lot of panels going on. I mean, they start at like 7 in the morning and go to 7 at night. There's a lot of really great stuff. I can't speakers. believe how many panels you can you attend, Jeff. Jimmy, that I can attend all these panels. Sometimes there's multiple panels going on, so I can't be at one. And that's why people say, were you there? I'm like, oh, it's the other one. And then the people that ask me, well, I said, oh, I was at that one. You know, but anyway, all the incredible panels and conversations. What has been your favorite panel so far? Uh, for me, it was the data panel um, on day See, one. I thought you were going to say the podcast that you're doing was really your favorite thing. But I'm sorry. I'm you didn't sorry. ask favorite thing. You asked favorite panel. I did. That's true. Because yeah, what have been your favorite moment? And then she would have said that the panel. Yeah, she said that. This is quite exciting. This is fun. Favorite panel so far. The data. So I love the numbers. I love seeing like when, when are people going to come back to work? Part of my roles and responsibilities is catering as well. It's mm -hmm. third party. So I love to see when are people going to be going back into the office? When are people going to be um, catering again? What is new for third party? How are people spending their money? And then what are they spending it on? So that is my favorite part. So yeah, no, I mean, listen, no, nobody loves data more than Jimmy. Jimmy is all about data. His Jimmy, middle name, Jimmy, Jimmy Data. They call him Jimmy Data. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy Data. Yeah. What's the buzz? What's the buzz on the floor? I mean, the floor is excited. There's so many great companies in there. What's what's the buzz? What are you hearing? Uh, oh my gosh, there's so much. You know, yeah. you have um, all of the new startup companies. 
um, kind of exciting. I came here in November and just seeing some new faces and some mm-hmm. new things. So just all of the, the buzz around the ghost kitchens and then like the virtual restaurant concepts, um, pay at table. I mean, there's so much going there on. There is a lot going on. No, it's, it is, it, this industry is being transformed in, in just incredible uh, pace. I'm really excited to be part of it. Um, what's new at Ruby Tuesday that you can share? Oh, my goodness. So we have just been on this incredible journey, especially through uh, the pandemic, um, signing on third-party delivery companies. We did that really early on, pre-pandemic, um, and then rolling out virtual brands. Uh, we had you know, non million tablets <laughs> like everyone else. Um, we just recently signed on with Olo, so getting everything ah, on integration. Okay, so yeah. really thinking about a lot of tech over there. Olo. Yeah. Olo. They might, they might, yeah. They, they got something going on there. And you got a whole bunch of virtual bands, right? Yeah, yeah, we okay. do. Can you, can you give us a little, uh, a little, little something, something about that? Well, we work with uh, two bigger virtual brands that people know of, and then we have three of our own internal concepts as far as virtual brands go, and then obviously, our core concept, Ruby Tuesday. Right, right. Wow, that is that is amazing. And what's next in the pipeline for Ruby Tuesday? Well, with the ongoing with Olo, we're yeah. also looking at um, partnering with Punch and doing like a loyalty program and app. Um, so really, for me, this year is, feels like the year of digital. The year of digital. Yeah. Well, this segment was sponsored by our friend Partech. Is that me? <laughs> we're sending you the bill. Right. Uh, this segment, Partech, Par- Punch. There you go. Thank you, buddy. Love it. Love, love to hear you guys thinking about tech. I like it a lot. Listen, it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment. But we ask our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. Being that we're in food on demand today, we want to know when we come back to Vegas, we won't be at the Mirage though. Um, we'll come back to Vegas two years from now. What do you think are going to be the hot topics? What will have changed or maybe evolved? I think there's going to, gosh, it's hard to say. I mean, there's so many things out there, so many new things, um, things I've never seen before. And I've been with Ruby Tuesday for 11 years and we're just doing all of these really cool things. So um, I think it's going to be even higher tech. You're going to see, especially with these startups, new, I guess, ideas and um, positions on what we should be doing, more virtual brands, um, ghost kitchens. I know we, will we be seeing a Ruby Tuesday in, uh, I know Elon Musk is planning on Mars soon. Will be, be is that breaking? Will it, Ruby Tuesdays be opening a branch on Mars? I was going Metaverse. You went Mars. Oh, I was going Web3. Oh, you went, you went I Mars. saw you like mouthing M. I thought you meant Mars. Metaverse. Oh, it's Meta. Meta. Oh, yeah. so. Oh. You know, it'll be like a McDonald's on one side, Ruby Tuesday on the other. Oh. I think it'll be Metaverse. Metaverse. I think Metaverse. Oh, so Meta before Mars? Yeah. yeah. Meta before Mars. Well, oh, I like that. Meta before. So, so you're going to Metaverse, then Mars. Right, yeah, but I really respect like, Elon Musk. Do not disrespect. I was. Yeah. I, was I was excited. It would be Tuesdays and Mars. It would be unbelievable. Turn you off, man. All right. I think we're good. We're done. Nothing. No, no. Now we're going to go. Brandon Quickfire, Las Vegas edition. Don't think too hard. Whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Breathe. Breathe. This isn't going to be. This is going to be very easy. I promise. Favorite Vegas theme movie? Oh, Girls, Girls. Uh, well, uh, sorry. What's going to go with Elvis? Favorite casino game? Um, craps. Nice. Maybe because I played it yesterday. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. Favorite Vegas restaurant? Mm, I really like the Tom Colicchio's Heritage Steak. Very good. Look, you said it so like, there's nothing wrong. He's a great chef. Hey, Tom. Very good. Good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's a great chef. Yeah. I think Tom knows what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, Tom, I, Tom, call us. Okay? Yeah. Maybe we're sending you the bill now for this. Hypothetically speaking, 
if you were to get married or renew your vows at a Vegas chapel, who would you choose as your celebrity minister slash aficionado? Aficionado. I have a hard time with that, Jimmy. I don't know what it is. Who would be your celebrity aficionado? Well, I'm from Tennessee, so is Dolly an option? Oh, are you an option? My wife says she's a treasure, a national treasure. She she really is. Is. Are you kidding me? Of course. That's a natural fit. That's a Dolly. I agree. That's, That's the best answer we've had today, by the way. Love Dolly. Very fitting. All right, let's talk craps. You were at the craps table yesterday. Yeah. You won big money, I understand. The IRS is not listening, but I heard you won big money. Bill, a lot of cash. No. A lot of cash, okay? Uh, you were at the table. It was crowded. It was exciting. It's electric. Everyone loves the crap table, right? All right. If you were to choose Jimmy Rye to be your good luck charm and partner at the craps table, good luck until tonight, tonight, who are you picking? Don't feel bad. Just you pick know, one. It, it, stop yelling at her. Why are you, why are you yelling at April? Why was that? Why, why are you yelling at her? That's why I'm fix you because I'm yelling at everybody. Look at our guest. It, it's Jimmy because he loves Dolly. Damn. Yeah, yeah. See, that's because Shots is yelling at me. I'm not picking him. He's yelling so at me. And by the way, Dolly was an awesome choice. We had, we had, we, we did a Q&A on uh, choosing Taylor. Uh, Swift or Dolly, and I have to say, not, don't, I don't want the Swifties get angry at me, but I got to tell you, I was a big, I was all, all on the Dolly team. You know, Jimmy, I got to tell you, you know who's going to mad at you right now? Barry Manilow, because that's your true love. And I got to tell you, Barry's angry right now because we know you love Barry. You're just, you're just jealous because April picked me. I understand. I, I, I get oh, yeah, it. You're oh, yeah. Listen, April, uh, you got a lot to do. There's still a lot more to see at the show, a lot more panel discussions to get to. Listen, we love what you're doing over there at Ruby Tuesdays. You're embracing tech and innovation. You're growing. You're, you're, you're really just terrific. Thank you so much for taking time to stop by our podcast. Really appreciate it. It wasn't so bad, right? No, it's not enough. You were a little nervous, but now it's easy, right? <laughs> and, and before we let you go, can I just say one thing? Yeah. Hey, Shats, bless your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We know what that means for your listeners out there, okay, that are from Tennessee. We know what that means now, okay? I know what Jimmy just said to me, okay, but it's a family podcast. <laughs> All right. April. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, April. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Wow, Jimmy, I got to tell you, what a lineup, huh? I mean, we've had some incredible guests. Editor-in-chief franchise time, we had Laura Michaels. I mean, we got Alyssa Abraham from Cargill, Digital Innovation. I mean, April Rogers from Ruby Tuesdays, Director of All-Premise. I mean, what an incredible lineup. And Jimmy, I know, you think it's done. You think it's done. You I think this podcast is done. done. But no, we saved the best for last. Oh. Can I say that? Can I say that, Jimmy? Can I say to save the best for last? You can definitely say that. Well, I'm going to tell you, we get the best for last. Our last guest on the podcast of Food on Demand Las Vegas, Maya Techley, <laughs> co-founder of Dispatch. Goes, Jimmy, we got the best for last. You know who it is? Maya Techley. Our friend Maya Techley from Dispatch Goods. We had Lindsay on. We had co-founder Lindsay on. But let me tell you something. From what I understand... This is going to be better. This is going to be a better guest. Oh, oh, oh. We're getting a little fight going on here. We are super super excited about having this guest on to to tie up the Food on Demand Las Vegas. Jimmy, let's take it away. We are excited. Maya, we appreciate you being here. We know you got a lot going on. We also know not just the show, but you guys at Dispatch are crushing it. So let's jump into this a little bit. Earlier this morning, you were on a panel. Packaging up a better experience uh, for our listeners, for our, uh, for the folks at home who weren't fortunate to be at the panel. Can you share maybe one or two takeaways 
um, you know, about your panel and what you discussed today? Yeah, I would say that it was uh, it was really, really great to collaborate, like from an industry perspective of how we think about transporting food from the in-dining experience to the at-home consumer. And I've been amazed to see how much innovation and thought is going into the packaging, just even for single use, but as well as the thoughtfulness for their own circularity. So if that is, you know, responsible recycling as well as compostability, um, they really take it, it as a part of their holistic approach. And I've been, I was, pleasantly surprised as the one sustainability expert on the panel that we were actually talking about a lot of the same things and a lot of the same, um, um, I think it was sustainability is top of mind. Yeah. I it's definitely top of mind. People are thinking about that. Actually, we, so Shetty, you and I, we spoke at a Columbia business school, uh, event and the entire class said they would care. They would prefer, they would rather, order. you were a little shocked by it. I would, I would, it was overwhelming that they said they'd pay up for better packaging and, and environmentally thinking about the environment, they would. Um, listen, uh, Maya, who or what maybe have, uh, has been, you've been most excited to see? What's everyone talking about? Any topics that have struck you from the buzz of the show? Sustainability, uh, Jimmy. I mean, sustainability, but I mean, <laughs> can we say this podcast? I've been this, looking forward to yes, this. You can say that. Yes, are you Jimmy kidding me? Yes. Are you kidding yeah, me? Can about? you say it again, please? The VIP experience that is going to be today. Yeah. Yeah, baby. All right. I got to tell you. Did I say this was going to be the best? Yes. I say the best for last. Did I tell you that? Well played. Yeah. Well played, sir. We had, that, we had a plan, by the way. I spoke to her this morning. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm also, I was excited to meet with Eat Club. I think that the return to office work is actually really an interesting area to think about as we talk about what's, how sustainability plays a role in that. Um, and I'm also excited to talk about the Google, with the Google mobility people. There's a lot of interesting innovations coming from Google. That what is this company Google you speak of? Oh, I, you know, I think it's kind of like Bing. Uh-huh. 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 Like I think the second O is silent. Yeah. Google. Oh, it's Goggle. Google, eh? Google, eh? Anyway, Chats, you, know you, know you know the number one rule of Eat Club? What? You can't talk about Let's talk about dispatch goods a little bit. You know what? I mean, we had Lindsay on quite, you know, your co-founder uh, quite a while ago. I don't remember exactly. I'll get the date uh, somewhere. Um, talk a little about before we get into what's new at dispatch goods. Just give us a little high level. Talk about dispatch goods. What are you doing? We, gosh, we're crushing it, obviously. Um, and but what do you do? Tell, I mean, I know what you do. Jimmy knows what you oh, do. Yeah, but yeah. tell the seven <laughs> listeners out there what you do. <laughs> uh, so we are a reusable logistics company. And I, I emphasize logistics because we're building the infrastructure so that businesses, restaurants, big and small, can uh, participate in a system where they use reusables instead of single use. Um, and so what we do is we provide the packaging to restaurants um, that can be used over and over again. But we also do the home collection as well as the sorting and sanitizing and then the distri- distribution back to them. Um, more and more, and what I think is really exciting that we've been growing now is uh, more in the meal delivery, uh, like the food kits and like grocery kits that come with an enormous amount of packaging. I yes, think. I get a lot of those in my house. There is a tremendous amount of packaging. It's it's a pain point. And I think what's even crazier is that that costs a lot of money for, for companies. It, it costs a lot of money for municipalities to dispose of. And so if they're, we've been able to introduce reusable alternatives as well as just actually washing the current um, items and reusing them. And so that's like freezer packs, insulation. I get, I get so many of those freezer packs. They're <laughs> giant freezer packs. 
and you feel guilty. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this giant freezer pack? You How many freezer packs can I put in my freezer? Exactly. People really only need a few and then, you know, but they can and should be reused over and over because it does, you know, they have the, they're really bad for the our waste system. And so we've been doing more and more of those. We've expanded to the East Coast. Yeah, let's talk a little about the East Coast. I mean, you know what? San Francisco, where you guys are based, yes. has had this for a while. Of course. I mean, I feel like San Francisco, Lindsay and I always joke about it. I mean, you guys are always much more forward thinking than us in New York when it comes to these kind of topics like sustainability, et cetera. I mean, just it just seems like a natural fit. I think you guys were eating granola and doing yoga way before we were, you know? Were. I just think, yeah, I think so too. I also smoking loud pot a long time You've before been we were. Growing and smoking pot. I mean, it's yeah. legal out there for like a way. Like, yeah. I think New York's still trying to figure it out. It's been legal out there for a long time. But, but you know, so how's it going on the East Coast now? It's been great. And what I will say is what I find to be, you know, I'm a former East Coaster. I grew up on East don't be, Coast. Don't be sad about that. Be happy, man. I'm happy. I have, feel like I come with an East Coast perspective where if there's a better and newer system, we want it and we want it now. And so I think that we've seen... We have like, patience on yeah. East Coast. A lot of patience. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're a lot of patience. Yeah, they're no, the New Yorkers are known for their patience. Yeah, yeah. We don't scream either. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, I feel like that what the... What what our East Coast partners are bringing is this just drive for change and to be like, yeah, let's get a new system in. Let's get it now. Let's roll out. Let's let's expand quickly. And it's been really exciting for us because that's exactly what we want. We want to be expanding quickly to new markets and to, um, you know, nationally. And it's been awesome. So let me ask you a couple of questions that I think come up a lot when people talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah. What do you say to a consumer that gets a little creeped out by they're like, they're like, wait a minute. So I get my food delivered. And then I give the packaging back, they wash it, give it back to the restaurant and they put something in it and I get it again. What do you say to that consumer? Yeah, I would say that if you think about, think about your in, in restaurant dining experience, it's probably on plates yes, and forks and glassware. Wait, you're telling me they don't just throw all that stuff out and they just bring out new china? They wash it. Because in our restaurants, we throw out the china and silverware. Every time you eat, we just throw it in the garden. We just smash it. I wonder our margins are yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I would say if you're treating your yeah your, your dishes as single-use, yeah. uh, that's one way to save a lot of money. Right, and also when you're at a hotel, when you're at a hotel, I mean, the towels, the sheets, I mean... I don't think I'm the first person to use that towel or the pillow. That's breaking news. Spoiler alert, also in like hospitals and your dentist, wait a minute, what? tools. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me those tools are being cleaned and sanitized and they're being put in my mouth? Yeah. I'm never going to dentist again. That's the end of that. No, okay, okay. Yeah. so gr great answer. It makes a lot of sense. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's really it's just kind of like mindset because you're doing it already. Of course. Like the dentist is literally sticking things in your mouth. It would just wash and sanitize somewhere. That's I mean, the right. proper way, but yeah, at the end of the day. Um, okay, and then now operators. Yeah. Operators, it's very easy for them. They, they, they get their paper supplier and the delivery of all their reusables come. It, it's easy. They yeah. put the food in the go and they never hear from it again. What do you say to an operator who's not focusing on sustainable packaging right now. How do you get them to embrace or, or move into this space? Like you don't have to just go cold turkey. I mean, no. is there a way you can kind of be like a little like a little bit? What do you say to them to get them to, to try and embrace or try it? Yeah, usually what we do is actually just bring our suite of products and say like, hey, take a look and see how your food looks in these products. Because 99% of the time, it looks better than single Well, you've use. got a very good-looking product. Thank you so much. Yeah, it is. Um, very and, happy. Thank you. <laughs> it's very happy. 
And what we've done is try to design a product that mimics the, the, the behavior and the operational behavior of single use. So when we talk about like the shape, the nestability, the size, um, also we're a local supplier. So if you need something in 20 minutes, we're there. Uh, not that I encourage any of our <laughs> restaurants, because what's great is that now they order us the same way that they order from any of their single use partners. And it, and we deliver it on a schedule that they that's predictable. They have their power levels already. And we put that in our system and it, it just operates the same way as single use. And but, I would say that operating, I mean, you say the money because I mean, we're spending hundreds upon hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars in some cases a week. I'm yeah. buying all these containers of which. It's valueless. One time. Yeah, it's, it's one time. time. I mean, some people keep a few containers. They're like, oh, I have this as my, my Tupperware for my microbe. How much of that can they keep also? And you know what I mean? But you're saving money too for the operator. And I would say that the other piece of it that is the under underestimated piece is that they're able to grow their top line revenue. Yes. Because we're alleviating that, that eco guilt. And so that they're, they're attracting a new clientele that doesn't typically order to go food because of the waste. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, on top of that, they're just like attracting more customers. They're retaining more customers. They're retaining their existing customers. And we've now seen data that is showing that they're ordering, customers are ordering more because they don't feel as guilty. That's breaking news, Jimmy. That could be right. People ordering more, you're checking a lot of boxes. I like it would be silly for an operator not to be embracing this. I think so. So we got to get you to more cities. That's, that's what we need. So everyone out there listening, get right out. Start pinging dispatch goods. We want you in our city. We want you in our city. No, this is a company we should be looking at. We got to look at Wait a second. Oh, wait a second. Did I say that? It's a conflict of interest. I don't think it's a conflict of interest. This is one of our points. Let's speak to compliance. compliance. Yeah, Jimmy, I'm okay with that. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank this you. is one. Anyway, it's Bob and the Compliance Department just having to be here. Right? Oh, company. Oh, fantastic. We are this company. Yes. They're not, we're, we're admittedly biased. We think this company is doing, look, they're going to save operators money on the purchasing, and they're going to drive greater sales because there is a growing percentage of the consumer and the guests that want to see operators leaning into this. It's a win-win. And the landfills are shrinking. Like, we won't have as much garbage in landfill. I'm just telling you, the consumers are responding to this now. This isn't doing nice things because it's nice. This is doing nice things because it's good business, smart business. All right, listen, it wouldn't be a podcast without a crystal ball moment where we ask our guests where they see restaurants and technology two years from now. Being that we're here at Food on Demand, um, we want to know when we come back to this conference two years from now, what do you think is going to be the hot topics? What will have changed or maybe evolved? Now, Lindsay's coming. That's number one. Of course. You know, Lindsay will be I mean, here. She's, she's much more of a gambler than I am. <laughs> You'll both be here knocking, knocking, knocking out of the parking bag. It's okay. Now, back to you. Crystal ball moment. So, obviously, sustainability. Like, I think that the reuse will be, you know, fully national. Maybe not in two years, but, me, but like, fully, this is going to be a, the norm. That people will it will no longer feel like a, this like oh this novel like crazy idea. I think that there are going to be kids that will only have reusable to go, and that single Ooh. use will be seen yeah, as that like makes a, sense. It's going to be like we used to smoke in airplanes. Like what? And we think about like <laughs> I still smoke on a plane. Is that what I'm not supposed to be doing that? <laughs> yeah, 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 is that not? Yeah, they yell at me. They yell at me like, "What are you yelling? Smoke a cigarette." I always chose the row right up the row, right behind the smoking section, and somehow. I, I was still bothered. I got to tell you. Well, you were in the non-smoking section. I know. I'm not smoking section, but somehow. Non-smoking section. Yes. Now, how nuts is that? How crazy is that? <laughs> That's a good point. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I also think that one of the things that, you know, we we see more and more of these, like, delivery-first models as well as delivery-first concepts. 
And I think that that's going to continue to innovate. And um, I think that there's going to be a lot more nimbleness for um, new ideas and new chefs to be able to like launch something without having to invest in a lot of the like other of the brick and, of the traditional brick and mortar um, applications. I can't wait to see more windows like delivery windows pop up and just where it's like grab go. I think you guys should be in every ghost cloud kitchen in the like like because that's like an ecosystem, almost like a food hall. Yes. So it's like just, I order from my food hall with I got 12 options or 10 options. I get the stuff, I send it back and just keep on going back and forth, back and forth. I mean, it, it should, you should be in every. So listen, Reef, Kitchen United, the, you know, every, all you guys out there, can you please start talking dispatch? Well, hey, Robert, we're, we're to a down in concept. Yeah, VDC. You're missing the boat. Let's go, everybody. Robert, Robbie, let's yeah. go. Yeah, all right, listen. We got, we got, first of all, you got to go because you got a lot to do. There's a lot more to see over there, but I got to ask you a couple of things. Okay. I got five lightning round questions, okay? You got Quickfire Las Vegas. Quickfire Las Vegas. Quickfire Las Vegas. Are you ready? Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Favorite Vegas theme movie? Oh, favorite Vegas theme movie. I would say Ocean's Eleven. Nice. Yeah, yeah, not the first person. I like Ocean's Eleven. Not the first one to say. They're very popular, very popular. That George it's Clooney. great. Who doesn't like a heist? Who doesn't like George Clooney? Who doesn't like Why are you picking on the George? I'm the first one to say it. I understand. Oh, I'm not, but I mean, you know, George Clooney reminds me of a little bit like me. <laughs> humble too. Yeah. Thanks for that look, by the way. She's like, oh my god, absolutely yeah, for the, not. For the yeah, you have a mouth, maybe that. He looks exactly like yeah, you're like, and Ocean's Eleven right now. Yeah. He's stressed. Favorite casino game. Ooh, favorite casino game. Um, what are you playing tonight? Roulette. Roulette. I'm not playing that with you. We're playing craps tonight. Okay, we'll play craps. All right, we're playing craps. <laughs> favorite Vegas restaurant. Ooh, favorite Vegas restaurant. Where, where are we going today? Momofuku. But I know I love it. Shatsy J, you like it? I like it. I'm I love excited. It. All right, listen. Hypothetically speaking, sure. if you were to get married or renew your vows at a Vegas chapel, who would you choose as your celebrity officiant or minister slash, you know, the person who like says, you know, do you I take do you take <laughs> that, that whole thing? You know, that whole thing. <laughs> that job. That job. You know, who would you who would be the celebrity? Yeah, that's a great one. You know, I think if I were to do that, the novelty and the kitschiness has to be there. Like, it has to be Elvis. You know what I mean? Like, it has boom. to be Elvis. Boom, boom, boom. And, like, I the love white, it. The white, like, sequence. Yeah. Like, I The more the later stage, more, El- more Vegasy Elvis. The Vegasy was, yes. yeah. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I and like it. Full performance, also. Oh, yeah. He's got to you pay extra for that. I'm pretty yeah. sure you got to pay extra for that. That's the Vegas package. That's the Elvis package. The Elvis package. <laughs> yes, you know, that's the Elvis package. All right, let's talk craps. We're going to play craps tonight, okay? okay. Uh, have you played craps before? No. Okay, we're going to play craps tonight. We're going to lose a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great. Everyone loves losing money. <laughs> it's okay. It's going to be super fun, okay? But listen, it's always a lot of fun. No one knows how to play. Everyone's around. Everyone's screaming, yelling. There's people with sticks moving things around, yelling and stuff like that. All right, we're going to be craps table. If you were to choose either Jimmy or I to be your good luck charm tonight at the craps table, okay, who are you picking? Jimmy. Don't, hey, hey, don't take too long to think about it, okay? Don't think about it too long. Jesus, I didn't finish the question. Hey, that came firing out of here. Holy You said you lose a lot of money. Yes. Like, I like, not going to accept that. <laughs> she says, we're going to lose. I don't know. No one knows how to play. Who you choose? <laughs> not you. Not the guy that was like, everything's yeah. bad. All right, yeah, okay. All right, maybe I didn't but set maybe, that yeah, up well. well he, okay. he set it up perfectly for me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, we're going to light you and we'll come to New York. We'll see you tonight. Yeah, all right. I don't think, uh, listen, Julie, minus one at Momofuku tonight. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, we just lost one. <laughs> oh, by the way, I want to make my own crystal ball prediction two years from now. Uh, Maya and Lindsay's company, um, two of our favorite founders, um, two years from now, you, this is going to be a company you all you all already you know about. You're going to hear about it from people way other than the branded team because they really are doing some amazing and important things. And it's going to catch on. Two years from now, they're going to be a very, very big deal here at this event. That's my prediction. Not blowing smoke. That's my prediction. All right, to our listeners, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to this special edition of the Hospitality Hangout. We continue to know, to know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, and the fact that despite Shatsy's self-deprecating uh, or facing humor of how little uh, uh, listeners we have, the fact is our listener and subscriber count has gone through the roof, and we really want to thank you and appreciate uh, that you're continuing to support this. If you want to get in touch with any of our guests today, you can email the podcast team at podcast at brandedstrategic.com and we'd be happy to make the introduction. We stopped giving out personal uh, cell phones and stuff uh, in season one. My, what's your seven. cell phone? And to our listeners, oh, um, you know, I'm trying to set a little bar first. That one, when the numbers come in, I'm excited. So if I say seven and then Julie tells me there were 12, I'm happy. You know what I mean? That's nearly double. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm not a math guy, but Jimmy, that's a 50% increase. That's good. I I think you should stay in your lane. Yeah. Restaurant guys. Leave, leave the numbers. That's smart. It's smart. It's smart. (laughs) I'm afraid of. Listen, and if you haven't done so already, uh, please subscribe to the podcast. You don't miss out on any of the exciting guests we have coming up uh, in the future. So to Maya, who's with us right now, and to all of our guests on this special edition of the podcast, Food on Demand, Las Vegas edition. We want to thank you. And to our listeners again, we appreciate you. This is Jimmy Frishing, your finance guy, signing off. Thanking Maya and passing it back to my boy, Shatsy. This is Shatsy, a.k.a. the restaurant guy. Thanking everybody. Thank the Franchise Times for, uh, I think, we, is this space from them? I think we got this this room from them. So thank you for, for giving us the uh, the space. The accommodations us- were outstanding. Really? I mean, I got beautiful club seats. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Dispatch Goods. Thank you, everybody. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>